All right, welcome to another edition of the Art and Span Show podcast, brought to you by Charlotte Shoe Repair. Check them out online at charlotteshoerepair.com, located right in downtown Charlotte. They do a little bit of everything, shoe repairs, leather repairs. You could also shop online, and uh, if you've got leather that needs to be repaired, they, they don't specialize in just boots either. If you've got leather saddles, if you've got leather goods, a leather jacket that needs to be repaired, uh, or fixed, or you're looking for new leather, check them out online at charlotteshoerepair.com. I got to admit, uh, with this being the hunting episode, going to dive into preparing my blind and all that, uh, but I was wearing my Red Wings Irish setters that I got from Charlotte Shoe Repair and uh, saved me a couple times. You know, up north, it's a little bit colder than down here in Lansing. Not like a big, like, 20, 30 degree difference, but enough to where if you put your foot in the uh, creek, and you don't have some waterproof boots, you're going to get wet, you're going to get cold. And I didn't have to worry about that. I was actually really surprised how great these uh, Red Wings boots are. I've never had a pair of Red Wings boots. And uh, I've got the Irish setters. And man, it's like wearing couch cushions. Seriously. They're so comfortable, so durable. Check them out online at charlotteshoerepair.com. Big shout out to Travis and the whole group there making it happen. For us here on the podcast. Podcast is also brought to you by a new sponsor, Total Firearms. Big shout out to Bobby and Mark and the whole crew there. Uh, If you are looking to learn about guns and learn about firearms and learn about, you know, what gun is right for this, whether it's hunting or if you're looking for a gun that is good for, you know, home safety, if you're looking for a gun that is good for, you know, out on the range, just shoot, check them out online. Uh, I went to Total Firearms in Mason uh, just yesterday, and gotta admit, I I know about guns, but I I I am not uh, I I am not too proud to ask questions. And uh, Mark there was very gracious with his time, educating me on the different types of uh, Bushmasters and the ARs and shotguns, and kind of told him like, hey, I need a gun for this, but I also want to use it for this. He's like, all right, here here's a big list of. Of guns that we have here. And their stock, too. They have so many different guns. A large selection of guns. But not only that, fishing goods, archery equipment. And uh, it's all about serving the Lansing area with uh, with what they need. And also having a huge indoor pistol range as well. Um, you know, work and play, it's very easy to, to kind of, uh, you know, working in this industry... It's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, we got to go to work. But also, hey, we're talking business here at Total Firearms, but I really want to go to the gun range. So I was actually, it was awesome to be able to check out the gun range a couple weeks ago. And it's great. Not only do you have a range officer there for safety, but, uh, you know, the gentleman that was there, uh, he was very helpful as well. Just a great group of guys. I know, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I've been to a lot of different uh, gun stores and and ranges and sometimes it's it sucks because you feel intimidated almost like you go into some of these these gun stores and you know everybody kind of just looks at you no it, it doesn't happen at total firearms very welcoming environment and uh it, it's just it's a great place it is one of my favorite places to go to in ingham county i am a huge uh, uh second amendment supporter i am a huge gun lover and i could spend hours in there 
just looking around at all the different types of firearms and magazines that they have and and fishing gear and crossbows and all that. And uh, very proud to announce that Total Firearms is actually uh, helping me with my hunting trip. And I think that it's just awesome to have, you know, the help from Bobby and Mark and the whole crew there. There's such a great group of guys that are there to help you with your needs. And, and I, again, I, I'm, I'm smart enough that when I got a question, I'm going to ask because I, I'm not the most knowledgeable person when it comes to 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 guns. I, I know a lot growing up. You know, my dad always had firearms. And first thing you learn about firearms is how to safely, uh, you know, shoot them and how to safely uh, you know, keep them away from uh, from other people. And, you know, whether it's, you know, whether you got young kids in your family or, or whatever the case is, you learn a lot of those lessons at a young age. Like, you know, I think it's very important that when you're talking to your children about guns to not make them fearful about guns, but educate them and let them know, hey, this is a firearm. This could seriously hurt or kill somebody. This is how you take care of your firearm. This is how you keep your firearm away from when you, you know, from other people or when you have kids. So it, it, it all goes back to the education process. And it, I feel like when it comes to firearms, when it, feel, when it comes to gun safety, you can never ask enough questions. And uh, that's why, you know, my favorite place to go to is Total Firearms. I've, I've been in there even before uh, I sat down with Bobby and I was like, hey, Bobby, you know, you want to be a part of this hunting trip and, and, you know, be a part of my hunting experience up North. And he was, he was down for it. Even before that, uh, I've been going in since uh, when I first started here two years ago, uh, I looked for the nearest gun store. I just have a fascination with, with firearms. I love firearms, shotguns, rifles, handguns, you know, everything in between. And I love learning. It's something that I'm very passionate about that and guitars. I've just always had a fascination with those two things. Um, and luckily I, uh, I have a great father that, that taught me right from wrong when it comes to guns, how to properly hold a gun, how to properly store a gun, how to properly, you know, take care of a gun at a young age. And I feel like it's something that sadly is, is being taken away in this country. Uh, it just from the bad images that, that, that guns get, you know, the, and it's, it, it shouldn't be. So, you know, with this, uh, with these hunting podcasts, we're going to do, you know, a couple of them throughout the month of, you know, obviously with the end of October and opening day coming up, you know, I'm counting down the days. I think we're at like 23 days, something like that. Um, but I've been counting down the days to November 15th, but very, uh, excited to get back up in the woods and, and thanks to total firearms that that's, uh, that's happening. So big shout out again to Bobby and, uh, and Mark and the whole crew up there. If, uh, if you've got questions about guns or you're interested in and in looking at guns, uh, there's no better place to check out in Ingham County than Total Firearms. So with that being said, let's get the podcast started. All right. Another fine edition of the Art and Span Show podcast. Thank you so much for clicking play on this or downloading it or however you listen to it. Uh, we appreciate it greatly. Very excited. I just mentioned, you know, counting down the days to opening day. It's quickly approaching. It's uh, it's nuts. It's what is it? I'm gonna count it right here. It's one, two, like three weeks away. Three weeks and some change. Yeah, like 23 days away. Um, last weekend, traveled up to the great land of northern Michigan and uh, spent some time with my dad and and my sons uh, out on the property where I'm going to be hunting at. And what I didn't realize is that when you when you are away from an area for so long and you leave it 
uh, unkept and you just let it sit there, it tends to deteriorate rather quickly. Uh, I haven't gone hunting. I haven't sat in a blind and had time to go hunting in 15 years. The last time that I went hunting, I was 16 years old and uh, I sat out there for what felt like forever and then forever and then forever. And uh, I actually had a doe tag. And after two weeks of waiting to see something, um, my dad was sitting out there with me. It was one of the last days that we were actually able to do the firearm season. And I remember I had my, you know, my 30-30, which I still have to this day, um, and which I plan to pass down to my child. Um, but I remember being out there and just being like so ready to see something. And, you know, when you're 16 years old, 16 to compared to 30, there's a little bit of an age gap there when it comes to patience. And at 16 years old, I had no patience. I mean, I have very little patience now, but I have enough patience to where I could sit in the woods for a long period of time without moving, you know. Um, but being 16 years old and after, you know, days and days and days going by of seeing nothing, I was losing my mind. It was like, I need to see something. And so... I want to say I, I'm I'm terrible with yardage and feet and all that, but I want to say it was about 50 yards out. Uh, there was a doe that came in, and then looking through my scope, there was a buck behind her. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is it! I'm going to get the buck! I'm going to get the buck!" I was super excited, and then uh, you know, time goes by so fast in those moments, and it was my first time, you know, ever of being in a blind. You know, for a week on and, you know, waiting to see something and you just get so excited. And I remember the buck uh, was not visible in the scope anymore. And I had whispered to my dad, like, I just, I want to get a shot. I want to, you know, and I, I had a doe tag. And so I took the doe and, uh, and we ended up skinning it and we, we had meat. And it's funny because growing up, um, I was always... I had a terrible, like I had a weak stomach and still to this day I have a weak stomach, but I had a really weak stomach. And I remember growing up with my father up in Northern Michigan and it was always when it was time to skin a deer and you know, you, you put the knife in you drag, you know, the warmness that comes out and that smell would always make me gag, would always make me sick to my stomach. And I remember after shooting my deer, shooting a deer of my own for the first time, and us opening up, there was no weak stomach feeling. There was no, like, feeling queasy. And I think that that comes with, like, knowing that you killed something, that you that you have taken this animal's life. You take it a little bit more seriously and kind of the uh, emotions kind of go to the side. I mean, during that moment when you set your scope on that animal and you take a deep breath and you you squeeze the trigger. You don't You don't pull it real quick. You squeeze the trigger. And you see the animal go down, and I was lucky enough to where when I shot my deer, ran about 10, 20 yards, and then dropped. So I had a really easy time with with finding it. Um, some aren't as lucky. Some are really lucky in the sense where they get that kill shot and just drops it. But with with dropping that doe and having that feeling and then you know dragging it back to the pole barn and putting it up, and you do that cut open, and I, I, didn't, I didn't feel sick at all. And I felt like that was almost like a... Uh, like a um, coming of age almost, like an entering manhood. It was really, really um, a special moment that I shared with my father 
that uh, that I still I think about all the time because it was so important to me growing up watching my dad go bow hunting and, you know, firearm season would come around and, you know, uh, it was always I would always look up to him like, man, I really, I really, I can't wait to go on. And I would go on the, on the trail with him. You know, the, when you gotta, you gotta find the deer that you just shot with that bow and it ran, you know, a hundred yards or whatever the case may be. And you got to track the blood trail. So, you know, growing up in my life, hunting was always, it was, you know, not something that was ever looked down upon by any means. It was, it was looked at as like, this is how we're going to eat, you know, and we would have venison stew and we would, you know, make venison meat all the time. And, um, it was always something that was so special to me. So to be able to have that moment at 16 years old and shoot my first deer, it was it was incredible. Um, what sucks is that life gets in the way. And when life gets in the way, uh, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to go hunting. And that's what's happened in the past, honestly, 15, 16 years. I've just been so busy with work and being dragged down by life and just like, oh, yep, I got to miss it again this year. I got to miss it again this year. So... This past year, I started the year by saying, I will go up north. I will go up north. No matter what, I'm going up north. I'm making that trip up north. I'm going for opening day. I'm going to stay the weekend. I'm going to sit in the blind. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm honestly shocked that it's actually happening. Um, I was actually able to talk to my boss here. And I said, listen, man, like I... I don't take vacations. Um, the only time that I ever take time off here is uh, for family stuff. Um, and due to a you know a family uh, accident that happened last year, there was a period of time where I'd take some time off of work. And occasionally here I have to take some time. But it's never for personal enjoyment. Uh, you know, even with like I do a lot of interviews that's still considered work, even though some people would look at that and be like, that's not work. You're going to interview some of your favorite bands. It's still work. It's still me putting my own gas in my car to go out there. It's still me interviewing, making sure that that goes well. And don't get me wrong. I get to stay and enjoy the show after and it's awesome. But regardless it's still work because I have to get home. I have to edit the interview or I have to, you know, make sure that I, I, there's still work that needs to be done. So this is honestly the first time in at least a year or two that I have like a couple days of just vacation to where the only thing that I have to worry about is getting my lazy butt into the blind at, you know, God awful early time in the morning. And I'm, I'm not so much a morning, morning person. I mean, I'm a little bit more of a morning person now, but compared to years ago, 6 a.m. was like unheard of. Now I get up every morning at 6. But God awful time is like 4.35 o'clock in the morning by the time you eat some breakfast and, and head out to the blind. But I, I'm super excited. I, I'm so ready to, you know, the feeling that you get when you're in the woods and you're by yourself and you you don't. You know, you, you, whether you're by yourself or whether you're with a family mother, a member, whether that's your dad or a brother or a friend or, you know, a sister or whatever the case may be, that feeling of just like nothingness, of just like silence and just sitting out there and looking around and seeing the, it really is like, it really is something special that I think if more people experienced, we would, we would be living in a better world. And I really do feel that way. I think that hunting is one of those things that when it comes to 
the enjoyment of getting, you know, the kill and having food for your family. Yes, of course, that's, you know, hunting's important in that sense. But it's even more important of almost the meditation that you get when you're out there and the peace and quiet and the woods, you know, whether it's northern Michigan or, or wherever you hunt. And just that silence of not hearing the cars go off and, you know, not hearing your cell phone going off every two seconds and not having your boss call you and not having, you know, uh, it's just that peace and quiet that is just so awesome it's such a good feeling and and something that i wish i had more time to experience more but i I am so excited counting down the days 23 days until opening day i i just i cannot wait um but with that being said you know having a 16 year 15 year 16 year gap of not doing anything with the blind that i had um it, it needed a lot of work i went up there this past weekend and uh, for one, the property, it sits on like 40 acres and um, there's a creek that goes across to start like the trail back into where the blinds at. And that trail had not been taken care of in forever. I mean, again, 15, 16 years um, on top of that, there had been trees that have overgrown everywhere. There was no access to get across the creek. And you can't just walk over the creek. I mean, even though I've got these boots, which are nice, um, the water was pretty, pretty high, you know, up to up to my knees at some point. So it's like, you know, I can't just walk across. Um, So, you know, getting in touch with with my dad again and making it a project of ours to to take care of the blind for the next, you know, uh, week or two has has been awesome. Um, I've always been really close with my dad. And it's just something that, you know, we have a project that him and I can work on together. Um, and, and then I can show my kids, too. Uh, that, that was important for me, too, to to show them, like, hey, this is how, you know, kind of the process works. And, you know, um, this is what it's like to prepare for, for opening day. Now, some people are able to go every single year, and I'm extremely envious of you if you are. Um, I wasn't that lucky. Um, you know, everybody's got stuff that goes on in their life. But with that being said, it was it was nice to get up this past weekend. Uh, we had so much stuff that we had to get done. There was trees in the way. Um, and and I'm not a manly man at all. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like, yeah, I grabbed this chainsaw and that. No, I'll I'll be completely 100 percent honest with you. Um, I <laughs> I <laughs> my dad and I used to cut wood together. Um for the winter months. And when I became like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, it was like, okay, well, you know, you're old enough to carry the giant, you know, 20 foot logs up. So my dad could, could chop them down. And my dad not only, uh, suffers from back issues from a car accident, but he also has one leg due to a snowboard accident. He's a man of, uh, of, of many challenges. And, uh, you know, so with that, he would always run the chainsaw. And so I never had any experience with using a chainsaw. My experience was grabbing the big giant pieces of wood and bringing them to him. He would chop them down to size to fit into the fire pit, or I'm sorry, not the fire pit, but the fireplace. And that's how we would, you know, during the summer it was that, and during the winter it was shoveling snow um, and, you know, getting cars unstuck and everything. So with that being said, I never used the chainsaw. So when this past weekend came and we had to chop down some trees, my dad's like, grab the chainsaw started and 
And I was as blind as a bat when it comes to that stuff. Luckily, I figured it out. And uh, it, it, he's like, why, why are you cutting it like that? And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't, you've never taught. Yes, I did. No, you've never taught. Yeah, I always had to be, <laughs> I always had to be the gopher. <laughs> like, go get this, go get that, go bring up the piece of log. So it was nice to uh, share that experience with him and use a chainsaw. I felt super manly. That was awesome. Um, but we chopped down a lot of trees and then, we had to place, you know, we, I call it a redneck bridge. Like we literally used pieces of plywood and like a steel bed that my dad had laying around in the junkyard over across, you know, on the other side of the property. And, uh, we made a makeshift, you know, a bridge, a redneck bridge to get over to the other side of the creek. Um, once we got over to the other side of the creek, I forgot how many, uh, uh, thorn bushes and how many ferns were in that area. And, uh, you know, it feels really manly when you look at your hands and they're all like calloused and stuff and, you know, you got bumps and brute, but it doesn't feel that way when you're driving home from said experience. I had so many pricker bushes stuck inside of my fingers. I'm still pulling them out. Um, but we got that halfway done. We were able to, you know, walk through and avoid as many pricker bushes as we could. And once we got back to where the blind was at at the end of the trail, uh, realized how badly damaged the trail was i mean it had been upkept unkept for so long um and also the blind was completely destroyed uh plywood was kind of just like tore up from the raccoons and you know the the bench that was sitting in there you know it was just it's it's in rough shape so uh planning on making a trip up there again before opening day to take care of the trail and take care of the blind and get everything prepped. We need to cut down some trees so we could actually see outside of the blind. I mean, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And, of course, some some mowing as well um, to try and get the land as level as possible um, while making it still look natural and everything like that. I mean, deer, to be honest, deer aren't that smart. They're smart in the sense where they've got a, a good sense of sight and they've got really, really good ears. Um but it's it's one of those things to where like you can outsmart a deer, like you can make it look to where you can see and and they. If I had to guess, they probably wouldn't know if you if you mowed the area or whatnot. But I, I again, I'm I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited for um for this experience and 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 something like this in such a long time. Just to be able to break from the norm break from the day-to-day you know trials and tribulations of life and just going through and it seems like every day is the same to be able to break away from that and really uh, i'd be lying if i said it it wasn't a vacation it definitely is a it's a you know it's a way to get away from everything and hopefully get a deer um you know that's that's the plan (laughs) to to get a deer and to um to be able to share that moment with my dad and, uh, you know, I was contemplating my son's going to be nine at the end of this month and I was contemplating taking him, but he reminds me so much of me to where I wasn't ready at nine years old. Um, he might be ready at 10 or 11. And, um, when I feel comfortable taking him out to the blind and sitting out there, I will, but he, he is very much his attention span is about that of a field mouse. <laughs> and, and that's how I was when I was his age. So I'm going to wait a little bit to take him. But uh, I'm so excited to to get back into doing something that that I had such a passion for. It was such a short period of time, though, too, because it's like, you know, when I shot that deer at 16, life kind of came about afterwards. And it was, you know, uh, with school and then I had a job and then it was just like I got interested in other things. And I wish that I would have spent more time in the woods. That's one thing that if I could go back 
for these past 16 years. I wish I would have made more of an effort to try and get out there, but it's just, it's hard. You know, um, I am so envious of the people that can go out and spend, you know, a week out there. Um, you know, those people probably work really hard so they can get to that opportunity to be able to just, you know, take a week off of work and go out there. Um, I have way too many kids for that. and I have way too many responsibilities to where even taking off, you know, a couple days. It's tough, but I'm I'm so excited. I'm so ready. And uh, and again, I cannot thank Total Firearms enough for uh for helping me out with the trip and everything like that and just just the knowledge part of it just being able to go there and and saying like you know and i i feel like being a man you kind of like hold yourself back in the sense of like well i don't want to ask a question because i don't want to sound stupid but i would rather sound stupid asking a question than not knowing and feeling stupid like i you know i asked mark a whole bunch of questions uh today while you know kind of looking over firearms and everything like that and uh I'm just super excited. I'm I'm excited that we have these partnerships um, with Total Firearms and as well as Charlotte Shoe Repair um, with both of those companies that have kind of come on come on board and have have wanted to support you know something like this. I, I think it's very awesome and it's uh it's I love supporting local companies. That's something that I've always been about. You know. Um, when it comes to like big corporations, you don't really meet the people behind the desk. You don't really meet the people that are uh, that are, you know, uh, uh, helping people stay employed and, you know, helping the product stay on the shelf. And both with Total Firearms and with Charlotte Shoe Repair, it's two places that you can go in and talk to the boss. And, it, and it's just so awesome. So I uh, can't thank those sponsorships enough uh, for this opportunity. It's going to be fun. I'm going to do a weekly recap of what happened the week before. Um, and hopefully the week after November 15th, I'll be able to share with you. Obviously you can follow us on social media. You can follow me, just search Artemis. That's a R T I M I S. Or of course, uh, Q one Oh six FM on Facebook. Um, hopefully after November 15th, maybe, you know, I'm thinking maybe if I'm lucky the night of the 16th, I'll be posting a picture of a buck that is that is my plan i and you know what sucks is that i have such a limited time i have all day on the 15th all day on the 16th and that's it i've got 48 hours so i'm really hoping that we can get that property cleaned up and uh you know we can maybe you know see where deer are laying right now it's so flooded with so much crap everywhere that, because it's been neglected for so long that uh, i'm just hoping that that i will see a deer let alone shoot one that would be fantastic, um, especially to be able to have some venison. It's been way too long. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do weekly recaps uh, starting, obviously, with this one and then every week in November. And uh, and I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm, I, I'm like, uh, uh, grinning from ear to ear because I cannot wait for November 15th. And, and I'm, I'm happy that I work at a place where I can share my experience with you guys. I mean, really, it's 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 an awesome thing to be able to, you know, go up north and call it work, you know, to be able to report my my trip up there and the experiences that that I get to have uh, and actually have people listen. It's a great thing. So, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, big shout out to Charlotte Shoe Repair. Big shout out to Total Firearms. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can either get Bobby or Mark on an episode and kind of just go through those like frequently asked questions like hey i don't mean to sound like an idiot but you know mark was so knowledgeable with 
with, hey, uh, what is this? And what is this? And uh, what's the velocity? On the, and, you know, there's no stupid questions when you're just trying to learn gun safety and you're trying to learn about firearms. So it would be an honor to get, you know, uh, both those gentlemen in to talk on the podcast. Maybe we'll make something like that work. But, yeah, very excited to to be a part of this and, and have this opportunity. So, again, big shout out to Total Firearms and Charlotte Shoe Repair. We'll be back, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the next podcast will be with John Five, who, if you don't know who John Five is, you need to do your research. He is my favorite guitarist. Next to David Gilmore, my favorite guitarist. Uh, and we get to do an interview with him. That is bucket list. I mean, that's like... Uh, top five people I've ever wanted to talk to to just sit down and, and pick their brain. Uh, we're going to be doing a phone interview with him as he has two shows, uh, one in Battle Creek and then one at the Token Lounge in Westland. And that is happening November 1st, the Token Lounge, I do believe. The show in Battle Creek, I think, is the day before. Um, but we're going to be talking to him. We're going to do an interview with him on Friday. So that will be posted most likely Friday afternoon. I would. I, I know like radio rules are don't talk about something until it happens, but I'm so excited with uh, with doing this interview on Friday that I want to share it with you guys now. So again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back Friday.